Hey everyone, you are listening to The Spark Within, a show that ignites a spark to go out and learn, create, and innovate. I am your host, Amir Safiri, and this is episode number one. And today we're going to be talking about the Big Five Theory. Before we get into this week's content, I wanted to thank you guys once again for the tremendous amount of support I got last week since the announcement. It's been a surreal experience to say the least, and I'm excited for what's to come in the future. If you haven't already followed my Instagram account at the spark within yet, please consider doing that so I can communicate with you guys more efficiently as well as show updates with what's going on with the show. With that out of the way, let's get into the content that we've all been waiting for. Personality. It's essentially everything that we are. According to the Encyclopedia of Psychology, personality refers to individual differences in characteristic patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving. By that definition, our careers, hobbies, ups and downs, argument strategies, and everything else that surrounds us like we're the centerpiece in a machine is all determined by this thing we call personality. I find it remarkable how important personality really is. But then I thought to myself, well, that's a really vague definition of something that's so important. Surely there has to be many components that mold us into how we think, feel, and act. And I was right. There is a lot of components that mold personality. I mean, culture, environment, family, education, religion, diet, genetics... These are all contributing factors that determine who you are. Environment and genetics are two very important ones, though. Studies have shown that genetics play a huge role in personality, especially when talking about inherited traits. Even though studies have shown that genetics play a bigger role in personality than parental influence does, non-shared environmental factors are arguably just as important, if not more. I think Dr. Mark Leary puts it best with this example in his article about the role of environment in shaping personality. He says, If one twin falls in a bad crowd at school, that will have a huge influence on his or her behavior. So it's established that there are many components to what we call personality. What I just talked about are often components that are out of our control, though. Additionally, this is all very unorderly. There has to be a way to change your personality. And I mean, it's been changing since the day you were born, but is there a way to take control over this? Now, personality is a very complex thing, and there's a way to make it look a little bit easier, though. This is by looking at individual traits. This is where the Big Five theory comes into play. So, the Big Five theory is a trait theory. The Big Five model was created by the contributions of many independent researchers. The initial spark can be credited to American psychologists Gordon Alport and Henry Odbert. In 1936, Alport and Odbert created a list of 4,500 terms relating towards personality traits. Many years later, in the 1940s, British-American psychologist Raymond Cattell and a group of his colleagues looked at those 4,500 terms and boiled them down to just 16 traits using what's called factor analysis. Numerous psychologists later refined the 16 traits and minimized them to only five. That model is what we now know as the Big Five model. It's been researched and used in many different environments and cultures and has 
proven to be pretty reliable, is still considered to be the most accepted trait theory even till today. This is because the model contains traits that are spectrums instead of black or white labels. It's not like you're either this or you're that, and it's more like how far you fall on the spectrum of that specific trait. Now you're thinking, what are these five traits that you keep yapping on about? Well, they're conscientiousness, agreeableness, extroversion, openness to experience, and neuroticism. I'm going to dive a little bit into each one of them so you guys can get a better understanding of what they all mean and what I'm talking about. Conscientiousness is the tendency to be organized and self-disciplined. People who fall on the far right of the spectrum tend to be thoughtful as well as competent. They're goal-oriented and scheduled. People who fall lower tend to be more impulsive and disorganized. People who consider themselves to be procrastinators may fall low on the conscientious spectrum. Agreeableness is best described as how people tend to treat relationships with others. People who score high may be forgiving, empathetic, and altruistic. Agreeable individuals tend to put others before themselves. Obviously, the opposite is true for people who fall lower. They tend to put themselves over others. They're not scared to disagree with you and can be uncooperative at times. Extroversion is the next one. Extroversion is the tendency for someone to seek social interactions as opposed to agreeableness, which is how people tend to treat relationships and social interactions. People who are extroverted are sociable and love to be the center of attention. Contrary, people who are introverted prefer solitude and reserve with their thoughts, emotions, and opinions. Openness to experience is exactly in the name. It's how willing someone is to try new things as well as attempt to portray abstract thoughts. People who fall high on openness tend to always be curious and people call them dreamers. Closed individuals prefer traditional ways to go about things. They dislike change and they prefer routine. Think of openness as creativity. Last but certainly not least is neuroticism. It's the ability to deal with negative emotions. People who are neurotic tend to struggle with mental health issues as they experience a lot of stress and react harshly to dramatic changes in their life. People who are more stable are more calm and handle stress more accordingly. Neuroticism being the last one, those are the five traits that are part of the Big Five model. There's obviously pros and cons associated with each trait. Just because you score low on a trait spectrum doesn't mean it's a weakness or you're vulner vulnerable in that sector. For example, if someone who's more agreeable, they may have a harder time in entry-level jobs since they often are being told what to do, but they may have an advantage in jobs that require authority. Same goes for someone who falls higher on the openness category. They may be creative and have a cornucopia of amazing ideas, and they also get lost in their thoughts and have a tougher time sticking with one. That could lead to a struggle of finding identity. Now, I dislike putting a label on things, because sometimes you can get caught up on the word. Sometimes a word can portray a bitter feeling to a certain topic. That's called a negative connotation. For example, when you hear the word neurotic, you may picture someone who's deranged. 
it gives you a negative view towards that word. And if you fall on the neurotic side, you may think you're somewhat of a, in quotes, lunatic. But that's very far from true. In this context, neurotic just means you may have trouble stabilizing your emotions. And that's fine. Many, many people have trouble with that. Most of the time, it's unidentifiable when you meet them. Sometimes these words can also create order, though. This way, you can identify where you may fall on these spectrums and work to achieve what you desire out of your character. It gives you language to be able to explain exactly who you are. It's a tool for effective communication to convey who you are. In order to understand this, we're always asked the question, who are you? Or can you please introduce yourself? And they're usually followed by an answer regarding a job, hobby, place of birth, as if that's who you are. The most accurate way to answer those questions is by explaining your personality. And the Big Five theory makes that a little bit easier, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying introduce yourself by going through and memorizing every single trait when someone asks you, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm just simply saying your personality is fundamentally who you are. Your personality is unique to you and you only. Now, personality is mostly stable throughout the lifetime and doesn't dramatically change unless it's due to some kind of disorder, for example. Now, it can gradually be changed through practice. For example, if you're someone who falls on the less conscientious side, you ideally want to do things on the opposite side of the spectrum. For example, creating a routine. You slowly mold yourself into someone who's more conscientious. Now, it starts making more sense on how career and everything else in life fall into place due to these traits. For example, people who are extroverted seek jobs that work with other people most of the time. Now, the Big Five Theory has its limitations, I'm not going to lie. One of those limitations is what I talked about earlier. The traits can have a negative connotation that leads you to, to a misunderstanding of them. It's also very descriptive rather than theoretical. It tells you about the traits, but doesn't really, really explain why, why they're there. Additionally, they're also criticized for how unpredictable they can be. Situations can vary, and many critics say that environment, environmental factors play a bigger role to constitute, constitute someone's personality. This makes sense when you look at your behavior in different situations and environments, such as work and home. Your personality changes based on where you are. A really big limitation, as well as a struggle when doing a test based on the Big Five model, is subjectivity. To measure each spectrum, it requires some kind of personal observation. The problem with that is observer bias. Not many people want to be labeled as neurotic or close to experience. Doesn't sound very nice. Now, in the year 2000, Dr. Kibiom Lee and Dr. Michael C. Ashton came up with the Hexaco model. Instead of the Big Five model being a five-trait model, this is a six-dimensional model. The biggest difference is the addition of the honest humility factor, which can be best represented by sincerity, fairness, and modesty. But I'm not going to go too in-depth with the Hexaco model in this episode, but just think of it as a revised version of the Big Five model. Now, like I said before, personality is a very intricate topic that involves many theories as well as philosophies. 
but I hope this explanation of the Big Five model can help break down the idea of personality. It helps identifying parts of your character that you may struggle with and aids you to bettering those traits, knowing where to exert your energy. Like any other theory, it has its advantages as well as its limitations. And that's why it's so cool because you need to try it out for yourself to believe in it or not. Now, I'm wondering what you guys think of the Big Five model. I want to hear some of your guys' thoughts. So I will be posting a recap post later on Instagram so you guys can give some feedback. Now, I'm glad I left neuroticism for last because mental health is important. Make sure to take good care of yourself as well as check up on the people around you. It's good practice and it doesn't really hurt. I hope I sparked an interest in you guys to learn more about trait theories and personality psychology. If you guys want to learn, I have some good articles that you guys can read, as well as articles that I got my information from. If you're interested to do a test on the Big Five model, Jordan Peterson has a really good online test that I've actually tried myself, and I could say it's pretty accurate. I'll link everything in the description for you guys to find. And that's a wrap for the first episode. I will be explaining the schedule for episodes on my Instagram account, so just stay tuned. I want to keep it a secret what the next topic is going to be about, make it a surprise. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And as always, search for the spark. Thanks, guys.